Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. They got some crazy love. The inimitable sound of Mr. Albert King with Kansas City. Good morning. This is Easter weekend and it's Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM. Thank you so much for joining me. It is the time for Jazz Shapers, which is the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. And very fittingly, thanks to the wonders of modern science and Dom producer, we have Angus Thurwell here, who is the co-founder of the chocolate business. He's a shock. Uh, the business called Hotel Chocolat. You will have seen it online, crackling somewhere beautifully with beautiful chocolate, or you would have seen it on a high street near you. You'll be hearing lots from Angus and some good stuff too, it will be. In addition to hearing from Angus, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then there's the music here on Easter Saturday, and we're going to be hearing from James Taylor and his quartet, Frank Sinatra, and this from Stan Getz and Joa Gilberto. Sou danço samba, sou danço samba Vai, 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 vai Sou danço samba, sou danço samba Vai Sou danço samba, sou danço samba Vai, 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 vai Sou danço samba, sou danço samba Vai Stan gets on George Alberto, and here comes my um, rather poor Portuguese, which was in Spanish. It would, I'm going to try this. So danço samba. It's very nice anyway. Angus Thurwell, as I said earlier, is my business shaper today, co-founder of Hotel Chocolat. They've been making chocolate for many, many years. The brand Hotel Chocolat, you may know since 2004. Um, it's There's beautiful shops. You can go online. You can do all sorts of things to enjoy phenomenal chocolate. Thank you so much for joining me Angus it's, it's my pleasure Elliot now this uh, this chocolate obsession this thing when did it start and then let's get into what this business is about well <clears throat> the, um, the thing is uh, with chocolate and cocoa it sort of sneaks up on you and gets its tentacles into you if I'm being really really um, open and honest about this we were in love with peppermints first and um, you've committed uh, chocolate blasphemy you've I done know, it so early. I know. he's gone early <laughs> <laughs> and um it was really uh, a business that we had that was all about little packs of peppermints, and we were completely consumed with the idea of you know fresh, clean uh, mints. And um, our customers kept saying to us, "Don't you do anything else apart from the mints?" And I must admit, rather reluctantly, I, I started having having a look at chocolate. But once once I, I researched it and got to know a bit about it, I realised just how creative you can be with chocolate. You you know you can. Um, add other flavors, you can uh, make it multi-layered, you can um, use different origins of cocoa, you can sculpt it into different shapes. And um, I very quickly forgot about mints. And after that, I was, you know, a very uh, um, sort of immersed chocolate person. So 1988, it starts with mints and a bit of chocolate. By 93, you're focused on chocolate. And by, I imagine, 2004 is when you launched the Hotel Chocolat brand and business. Tell me in a nutshell what the the Hotel Chocolat brand and business looks like right now. 
Right now we're um, well, we're, we're ver- what's called vertically integrated. So we we grow cocoa on our plantation in um, Saint Lucia. It's really rare and and amazingly flavoured cocoa. We also manufacture um, our chocolate in the UK in um, Cambridgeshire, and we uh, distribute our chocolates directly to our own customers through online channels. We have a tasting club as well with seventy thousand members and eighty four shops. And um, we we really declined to distribute our chocolates through supermarkets, for example, because we believe that <clears throat> the environment within which you begin the, the relationship with the chocolate is as important as how it tastes when it melts in your mouth. Mm. So we want to, I suppose, call us control freaks, but we want we want to make sure that the whole environment is as nice as it possibly can be. And you know, and Hotel Chocolat is meant to be an escapist proposition. So it's intended to take you out of yourself, um, and you can check into this amazing world where you know the humdrum just melts away, and you're in this amazing space. And this amazing space that you've created for the great people of, uh, of Britain and beyond, over a thousand people work for you, coming out twelve hundred people, and you've got revenue of, of around ninety million pounds. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, not bad, eh? We'll be hearing lots more from Angus, my um, business shape today, co-founder of the fantastic business hotel Chocolat. Time for some music, and this is Kiri from the James Taylor Quartet and the Rochester Cathedral Choir. Kyrie from the James Taylor Quartet and the Rochester Cathedral Choir. Angus Thurwell is my business shaper um, and he's the co-founder of Hotel Chocolat. And it's a small business, over a thousand people, Angus. Uh, as we said, around £90 million of revenue. Um, news relatively hot off the press pretty recently. You're, you're looking to float a, an IPO. How did you get to this point of deciding this was the right thing to do? What's that all about? Well, we feel, uh, you know, we're ready to enter the second chapter of Hotel Chocolat. We spent the first uh, decade getting the brand built up, creating a good customer base, and um, things are going well. We could do with some more investment capital to uh, put into our chocolate-making facility in Cambridgeshire, and we really want to step up the rate of our um, store openings. And also, our website's pretty good, and we want to make it really excellent. So wrap all those things up, and and it's you know if we if we can uh, float the business, we can raise some extra capital, and in, inject it in, and take Hotel Chocolat into its next chapter. And I envisage, imagine you want to be part of that next chapter too. This isn't about you going. Oh, I think I'm tired, Elliot. You don't look like you're tired of this. Oh, absolutely not. No, I'm. Uh, anybody you know who who knows me will tell you that I you know I, I sort of live and breathe cocoa and Hotel Chocolat. He has a massive smile on his face, by the way, at this point. <laughs> it's just like he's beaming. This man is a happy man. And. Uh, uh, you know, one of the prerequisites for for sort of doing this float was that uh, we stayed in control. So we're only floating a minority of the business, and together with my long-term business partner Peter Harris, we're going to own the majority of the company for a long time. Okay. So it's 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 very very much business as usual. Same brand, same same leadership team. Um, you know, same quality. It's just gives us the ability to do our exciting things, you know, faster and sooner. 
Now, many years ago, I recall you were the guys behind the, the, the chocolate bonds, weren't you? You raised money before kind of crowdfunding and all those other things were, were fashionable. Just tell me a little bit about that and what led you to that decision at that time. Was it purely a PR play or was it a bit more than that? Uh, no, it was really uh, just a bit of brainstorming. We, we were thinking uh, it was a similar moment where we were um, at the time investing quite heavily into our um, chocolate making um, factory. And um, we were thinking, OK, well, we, we could do a small uh, capital where we're going to get it from. And um, we, we thought, well, wouldn't it be great if we could actually pay the interest to our own customers rather than to a big bank? And, you know, that brainstorming led to, well, if we're going to pay the interest, why, why shouldn't we pay the interest in chocolate as well? It sounded like a funny idea, but then we realised that actually we had a very strong and loyal customer base who were spending that money on our chocolates anyway, and what we could offer them was really a way to buy their chocolates more efficiently in return for giving us um, the, the money rolled up in advance, and we would then put it to use as an investment, and after a while we would repay the money to them. All the while we were using the money, we would, we would, we would pay the interest in chocolate. So it, it, it sounded like a funny idea, and, and there was a lot of media speculation that it would fall flat on its face. Actually, we raised £3.5 million, and uh, it was covered in um, the press all the way from you know, America through to Australia and everything. And then a few years later, we did a second one and also raised another £3.5 million. And um, we're you know, really forever grateful to, to our bondholders, who, um, who, and the vast majority of them have still rolled over the, the, the bond investment with us as well. So they, they seem to be enjoying the return in chocolate, and it's enabled us to really power the business ahead, and, and it, it put off for several years the time when we would actually need to float the business. So you see, sometimes brainstorms do throw up fantastic ideas, and yeah. in this case, it did. Uh, much more coming up from my business shape today. That's Angus Thowell. He's the co-founder of Hotel Chocolat. But before that, for the first time ever, it's a premiere here on Jazz Shapers. We are featuring people who are going to be shaping the world of business in the future. We're calling them Future Shapers, and here's the very first one. My name's David Benningson. I'm the CEO of a business called Signal. And Signal is a media intelligence company that essentially enables organizations to monitor the world's news and media. Um, we aggregate hundreds of thousands of news sources and blogs, uh, broadcast channels. We bring that into one platform and then we use machine learning technology to enable businesses to find the information that they need to find to make themselves do their jobs more effectively. So we sell to a whole range of different companies including big organizations like banks and law firms, um, but also smaller organizations. And essentially, they will use the tool to monitor and track their brand, their competition, the marketplace more generally, to try and monitor the things that matter to them, unearth insights from the world's media to help them make better decisions, and ultimately to be able to act on that information in real time. I think as a startup, you, you face a whole series of different challenges. Um, you know, when we started the business, there were three of us in a garage owned by my parents. Um, and so it's all about bootstrapping. It's all about being able to build something with very limited resources and then being able to get that into the hands of potential customers and targets. At a certain stage, you realize you're going to need more funding, you're going to need more resources. And so we went to market to raise some capital. Um, and that can be a challenge in itself because really with you know the limited time you've had available, the lim limited resources you've had, you have to show enough traction and prove enough worth in what you've built uh, to warrant raising you know what could be a large sum of money. 
Uh, fortunately, we were able to do that. Um, and then you face a whole series of new challenges, which is, you know, you're a young business, you don't have operational processes in place, but now you've got this huge sum of money which you have to spend and allocate uh, in a sensible way. Uh, and so I think at each different stage of the business, you face different challenges. Uh, and so it's all about learning, evolving, adapting to those challenges uh, and hopefully overcoming them in an effective way. We run a very, very flat organizational structure. Um, we've tried to build a culture where you have small, uh, self-organizing, self-autonomous teams who uh, are empowered to decide what they're going to build and when they're going to build it, and ultimately to figure out why they're building something. Everything that we do is cross-functional, so we don't stick developers together and data scientists together and product people together. We try and mix them up as best as possible, and we try and encourage these small teams to be able to go the full process from understanding the users and learning about their requirements through to delivering the products and almost marketing and selling them as well and what that means is that we can keep our organizational uh, structure very flat as i said very autonomous and we have little overhead when it comes to kind of management and and, and operations um, so we think it's quite an innovative style of running a business uh, but so far it's worked incredibly well for us jazz shapers presents future shapers the future of business today you'll find that future shaper in full at jazzfm.com Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea It's business, but it's personal This is Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss on Jazz FM Every Saturday I get to talk to someone who's shaping the world of business doing an interesting thing that we all listen to and go, I wish I did that um, My I wish I did that person today is Angus Thurwell and he's the co-founder of Hotel Chocola now, we were talking about earlier about your partner, very briefly, um, Peter Harris. You and him go back almost 30 years now. A partnership's obviously critical to what you do. How does it work between the two of you? Who kind of, who's good at what? Well, it's a bit of a stereotype, but Peter's more rational. He's, he's a chartered accountant um, and, and tends to be the, the one who you know, bring, brings that side to it. I'm, I'm more excited by ideas and concepts. Together, we sort of argue things through. But for quite a few years now, the, the leadership team has been much more than just me and Peter. We've been able to attract some amazing talent into the business, and they've really contributed. So it's, it's a long time since it's been the Angus and Peter show, mm. and um, I can't make that point more, more clearly, really. You know, like, like most things in life, if you, you, know, you, you, you get back what you put in, and having a, a long-term relationship on a business level with somebody like that is, is built on respect, a great sense of humour, and um, you know I wouldn't be in partnership with him if I didn't think he was actually good at what he does, and hopefully the same thing. When you set off, did you envisage that you'd be talking about this almost 30 years later and it would be a wild success, or was it more it just felt like the right thing to do at the time? A um, bit of both, really. I mean, when, when you're starting something as an entrepreneur, you, you know, you, you, you've got to have big ambitions. You know, you really think that you can conquer the world. But you also are, are caught up in the moment of just wanting to get started and do it. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a balance of the two things. So um, it hasn't, no, it hasn't really surprised me that it's worked. I was, you know, absolutely, you know, and I still am very obsessed about, you know, making it work and keeping it working. Uh, and it's been huge fun so far. And, um, you know, we, we all feel that we're only, you know, like two chapters through out of ten chapters of Hotel Chocolat. So there's a long way yet to go. 
Now, one of those first chapters was being on the internet before really people took the internet seriously back in the early 90s. Very innovative. We've just talked, we jump, I'm jumping a few years back to the, the chocolate bonds, incredibly innovative. Your father was one of the founders of Mr. Whippy, which uh, people of a certain generation will go, wow, Mr. Whippy, no way. Um, and others that are younger will think, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> but, the, but the serious side is this, this, this entrepreneurial thing, this innovative drive, this desire to, as you said, kind of um, think big and be, and be ambitious. Is it, is it in the DNA, do you think? Is there a truth in that? Or is it just that Angus himself was going to be this kind of person? Or was your father an influence? I know lots of other entrepreneurs and uh, there's not a particular definite set of skills that you you have to have. I think you you, you know you, you can become an entrepreneur you know even, even if you're not extrovert or you know not not a good communicator or anything like that. It, it, all shapes and sizes of people can become an entrepreneur. The influence of my father has has been quite significant and in fact continues to to be there because he's he's in his early 80s now and he's still working hard and uh, enjoying what he does and, and and that made business look interesting and exciting to me when I was a boy that was very very influential I think in forming you know my my opinion that I wanted to get into something similar stay with me for more from Angus my business shape today time for some more music this is Rebecca Ferguson with what is this thing called love You're listening to Jazz Shapers, and this is Angus Thurwell's time. He is my business shaper today, uh, co-founder of Hotel Chocolat, the business that will very shortly be all being well listed on. Which uh, where are you listing actually? Out of interest, on the AIM market. On the AIM market. Yeah. Now, is that is that okay at the moment? Because the AIM has kind of gone through a bit of a, it, you know, it, it, it had its moment and then it went a bit quiet. Why why AIM for you? Um, no, it's it's doing it's it's doing, doing, well, it's doing well. Yeah, I mean, it's um, seems very stable. There's there's a lot of other good brands on on AIM. Uh, you know, Majestic Wine, ASOS, companies that we really respect and have grown to be uh, quite you know significantly sized as well. So the the AIM market is intended for fast-growing uh, new new businesses and and that fits the the profile of Hotel Chocolat. It's less expensive from a regulatory point of view than the main market as well. Um, so again, we'd rather save our capital and put it into some you know, amazing new chocolate-making piece of kit than mm. um, spend on regulatory fees. The growth of the business over the last few years, it looks like it's been pretty well managed. It's not out of control. It's, it's significant. You've scaled. How have you managed to do that in such a, what appears from the outside, a, um, a, a controlled way? Because that's one of the hardest things people always talk about, that moment from going from one or two to, to five or ten, and then suddenly you're, you're, you're really now a significant-sized business. What have been the key traits of not just you in the team leading it, but obviously of your team? What have you, what have you managed to capture inside that team that's enabled you to, to achieve success? I think one of the things is um, that we we don't move on from a particular part of our business model until we've made the current one work. 
and under the hood of Hotel Chocolat, there's there's quite a few different um, business models we've had to master. The, you know, the first one was internet retailing, and 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 that's quite hard when you've got fundamentally something that, even though it's a luxurious product, it's quite a low ticket item. It's nowhere near as expensive as say fashion. You know, you're not spending 100 or 200 pounds. You might be spending 20 or 50 pounds. Um, so that took me quite a few years to get that working. We then moved on to find out about physical retailing. How do you become a you know a successful shopkeeper? Completely different set of skills. Some of them are portable across and some are not. Then more recently we've been working on trying to uh, develop a, a cafe and a shop format in, in, in the same space. Again, the uh, you know how do you operate um, effectively a food and beverage business? New set of skills. Um, and along the way, becoming a manufacturer as well. And um, this is a lot. I mean, are they, and you haven't done these completely sequentially. They've had to have kind of inevitably crossed over. So, is that about bringing in new new people, literally, to kind of take 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 charge, or is it um, slightly it, different? It's a little bit, but also just having the discipline that you don't allow yourself to start the next thing until you've really bedded it down. The plate of things that you're working on at the moment are, yeah, exactly, Elliot, are bedded down and are, are on the right trajectory. So the um, you know the the graphs are pointing the right way, that you can then say right I've made that begin to work, I'm now going to pass it on to the rest of the team, because it's it's in a fit state that it can now benefit from professional management, mm. and it's gone if you like past the entrepreneur's input to shape it and make it begin to work, and then it can benefit more from from you know just good uh, consistent management. And that moment, I imagine, is critical to know when you need to transition from I'm creating into this is now stable. Yes. And that it, must be a craft skill that you've developed along the way. Um, I, I think inside the business, we've become quite good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've become a sort of incubating ground for, for you know new concepts that are united by the Hotel Chocolat brand. Very smart, eh? God, uh, this is a, it's a bit of a lesson in how to grow a business up to a significant size and then all being well float. Final chat um, was coming up with Angus, um, plus we'll be playing a track from Frank Sinatra. That's after the latest Traffic and Travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. I get no kick from champagne Mere alcohol, it doesn't move me at all So tell me why should it be true That I get a kick out of you Frank Sinatra and I get a kick out of you. Hard not to smile when you listen to that. Angus Thurwell is my business shaper just for a few more minutes. It strikes me that you're able to time travel a little bit, Angus. You can look at the same situation and project forward where you need to be and at the same time sort of be in the present. And when we talk about the sparks of the business and then professionalising those businesses that are beyond the spark session, how have you developed that? I mean, did you have you done it intentionally? Have you had to pull yourself out? of being super busy and say, no, this isn't working? Or is this just part of your predisposition? A lot of it's by making mistakes. And, you know, you, you, you tend to find by doing that that you, I mean, it's an old cliche, but you learn so much and you find where your own limitations are and when, when is the right time just to stop. If you've got the best interests of, of, the, of the brand and the business at heart, you, you learn quick. If you're plowing a different agenda, which is all about perhaps ego or, or some other you know thing that you're trying to do that's actually against the best interests of the business then 
you know, that could create conflict. Um, looking forward, obviously, you've got this extraordinary, exciting thing happening and all being well, kind of life-changing, business-changing, all those other things. You said you want to have and you will have a controlling stake in the business and you will still be driving it. What does the future look like? What do the next few years look like for your business, do you think, all being well? I think we've pretty much set out um, our train set. We've got our cafe and shop format um, beginning to work well, and we see significant opportunities in the UK market for that. The digital side of the business is getting very strong growth, and we have a load of new innovations around that that we want to bring to the market. And then turning to, um, I suppose, our recipes and our products, we, we just have a pipeline full of the, uh, you know, some of them are admittedly slightly crazy ideas, but um, we, we're going to bring them to the market. And um, just as we've done over the last 10 years, they're going to shake things up a bit and, um, you know, make, make people think. One example is uh, we, um, just last year we brought, we brought out a milk chocolate that has um, more cocoa in and less sugar than a high cocoa dark um, called super milk. So it's got 65% cocoa, about 15% sugar, and 20% milk. So it's, it's creamy and it's mellow, but it's just got a lot less sugar in. And it's a, a real crossover between milk and dark. And um, it's got a real fan base, but it was, it was new in the market, and it's taking a while to, you know, to, to, to do that, to plough a, a new furrow. Well, I'm going to be trying it, because that sounds really good. And I like milk chocolate, but I always know that it's meant to be healthier to have the, the dark one. So here's it there. You're like Willy Wonka over here. You've just solved a problem. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's, that's where we have you know, most, most of our um, fun, really, uh, conjuring up new ideas that, yeah. that um, are going to just you know, play with people's minds as well as their taste buds. Thank you so much for joining me, Angus, and sharing so much with me. And really good luck. I, I genuinely mean that. Good luck with the, with the float and everything else. I'm sure it's going to go great. Thank you, Appreciate that. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? It's a song by Art Tatum called uh, Too Marvellous for Words. And... It's really uh, dedicated to my amazing wife, who is the power and, uh, in many ways, the, uh, the genius behind the throne. We enjoy going on big walks, and I share ideas with her, and she's really you know, shaped my business career, and, um, well, this, this song's all about her. Fantastic. Here it is for her. Thank you. Art Tatum and Two Marvellous for Words, a song choice of my business shaper, Angus Thurwell, dedicated to his wife. An incredibly innovative man, an incredibly innovative business, in fact. They were the first online, really, doing what they did with the chocolate business. Uh, they were the first people to raise money through chocolate bonds, and they're going again. They're about to IPO. Really interesting stuff. Structured approach to business. There are many moving pieces in this man's business, but they have managed to work out when to drive the spark and when to bring in professional managers and not to confuse the two and ambitious, but in a really appropriate way. They keep going again because they keep believing there's more just around the corner, and it's really, really nice to hear. Do join me again, same time, same place, for another edition of Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM. But don't go away right now, because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.